Infinite ammo. And we are live, so greetings ladies and gentlemen, this is Renegade Operative, and here we are joined by this magnificent cast. We are going to talk about the lost art of video game demos. So I'm going to introduce myself, I am Renegade Operative, obviously the host, and next we have Kel. Uh, my name is Kel Shisho, you can follow me on Twitch, Twitter, and other good places. Domain? Domain76, I run the YouTube channel Game Domain. Devil Hunter James. You already know who it is. Yes, it is the titty lover here. Uh, <laughs> next is Levy Domish Man. His beer tastes like shit. Oh, that is informative to know. Next, we have Hardcore Leveling. What's up? I run the YouTube channel The Legend of Edry. Next, we have Red Era. Uh, hello. I run the YouTube channel under the same name. Should yeah it's like that is all i am going to plug today <laughs> and i think i think i got everyone so we're going to go into the first question uh can someone read that off please because i do not have the document open which one the first one yes yeah okay <clears throat> question one how do you feel about the landscape of video game demos now compared to previous generations like the playstation 1 ps2 era Demos now require pre-order signups or modern games ship with no demo at all sometimes. How does everyone feel about that? Well, saying that they ship with no demos at all sometimes, I would say it's an understatement. They ship with no demos at all most of the time. It depends. Like... You're, you're kind of right, because I don't think Death Stranding had a demo. I don't think Spider-Man PS4 had a demo. Traditional demos are generally a dead concept now. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And if they're there, they're behind a paywall. Once and, DLC got big, demos were like a thing of the past, to be honest. Yeah, but then there are also things like if a game got popularity, they make a sequel or whatever, betas and alphas. Yeah. I always, I always chalked it up to companies because games are so expensive now. They don't want to take the risk of people saying, "Well, I tried it and I don't like it, so I'm not going to buy it." Yeah, and there's also the fact that there's more monetization schemes behind it. Like, now you gotta either sign up or pre-order, or you might not get into this demo, so it might be a little bit more uh, secretive to get into it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Like, closed betas and all that shit. Yeah, yeah I, I beta, fucking... beta is literally the new word for demo these days. I fucking hate yeah. closed betas, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Except you have restricted access instead of just being able to get it. Yeah. They've got a lot of data mining on too. I would say overall a lot of things are better though because now we can just download a demo from our console and back in the day you'd have to either uh, order something or go to a game store and pick up a demo disc. So I do think it's a lot more streamlined now. And we do have some decent demos, but a lot of games are just not shipping with demos anymore. Yeah, it's yeah. true. If you want to just like sort of distinguish the truth, um, basically it's a lot more convenient now to download demos, but if you want to... Uh, say well demos are not like variety written as they used to be you can say that too yeah that's true it's kind yeah. of like they it's there's more quantity but a lot less quality for demos now mm -hmm. like it's easy to get them but be damned if they're not rare that if you get a demo it's like maybe 10 minutes long you're hoping for more yeah most of them are time too so it kind of sucks trying to get through all the content and actually figure them out I, like with the Resident Evil 2 demo earlier this year? Yeah, it's like 30 minutes, yeah. and then once it's over, you can't play it anymore. But I think I you could get around it, though. That was kind of dumb. Yeah. It was. 
kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah, well, well, it kind of also shows that if you suck the game that much and you fail within the 30 minutes or before that, then you can't play it again. It's your fault. Uh, uh, Wasn't Medieval like uh, they give you like a short time to play it and then it goes away? Yeah, Medieval. Medieval, it's stuck around. You can play as much as you want, but it was kind of weird because it has the same opening level as the original PS1 demo, but they cut the second level out for some reason. Yeah. Mm. What was it? And if you played the demo, you got if you found the helmet, it apparently is like extra hard mode for the release. Yep. Which I did. That's interesting. Yeah, I I I mean, it's not like totally bad concepts. There are things about modernized demos that are cool. Uh the problem is it's just like few and far between for the games that they put out. And also, uh I I do like the concept of them like carrying over stuff from the demo to the main game when they give you like more XP or costumes or bonus content. Or, or essentially can... just keep your save. Yeah, you can keep your save until like you you're not like basically a level one scrub. You you might be like level five or something. So I, I do like that a lot. Yeah, I think multiplayer games. That brings to mind. And like... I think another good. Go ahead. You can go. I was saying that this this is a good question to ask. Like, once the last time a demo made you actually want to buy a game? Mm, I think that's later in the dock, but we we can answer that. I I can I can mark it out too, so uh... we can just get through it quickly. Uh. I think a demo that made me buy a game. I'm trying to think on this because it's been so many games that I played. I think Neo is one of them. Now, granted, I did not like any of the alphas, but I did like the concept of the gameplay and I did like the fact that the developers wanted to listen to us. Uh, also, to that question, it's like, uh, what sort of demo made you want to buy a game or not? I can't think of one that I didn't want to buy just based off the demo, but it's probably a few of them that you guys can answer for that one. I think most of the games like I usually play demos or betas for, I've already had interest in it. So by the time I got to the beta, I was like, I'm pretty much what I thought it was going to be, and then just bought it anyway. That's fair. Mm -hmm. Yep. I feel like the PS1 era is the easiest for me, since I was a blank, you know, as a kid, you're a blank slate, so they just introduced me to all this stuff. I'm like, oh, I didn't know I would like this. Yeah. yeah. And also yeah. when... Also, when the 360, they had the demos before you buy the game, see if you liked it or not. It had to be, like, for me to not buy into a game after playing a demo, it had to be one of those games that's like, okay, yeah, this is cool and all, and I do enjoy the concept of it, like a racing game, for example, but I wouldn't necessarily pay $50 for it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if you, any of you got to try, uh, like, a jam pack, what's called on the PlayStation 2? Which was basically a disc just full of demos and only demos, and yeah, you could get to try a, to, yeah, yeah, get to try a whole different array of games. And I remember I bought Crazy Taxi after playing it as a as a demo in one of those discs. Oh my I... fucking god! I remember Crazy Taxi. Crazy Taxi. Yeah, yeah, I have yeah, it on yeah, yeah, yeah. I think demo just made me a fan of Eidos, like Tomb Raider and Ninja Shadow of Darkness and all that. Uh, I honestly think the 360, when they had the demos, was actually good because there's one game I played the demo for, got stuck, hated the game, played it again, loved it. <laughs> that game was Bastion. 
it's also funny because I actually played other demos before we actually started this podcast. Yeah. Like AI, AI, the Simonium Files is a good one. That's a good game. Played the demo, loved it, bought it. A really good like demo-wise game that I played was Enchanted Arms when the 360 was still around. I haven't touched it in a while, but it was really fun. I mean, just like the game itself, the demo made me hate the game, but I got the game and I was like, you know what? It was nothing like the demo. Yeah, because most of them aren't like that at all. It's like they take out certain parts of the game. It's like, oh, hey, this is what you're playing. Yeah. And now it's like, I hate this, but you buy the game anyway and you're like, huh, this game's actually good. Yeah, one thing to remember is that it's not fully representative. Uh, I would say an, a demo that, like, kind of like what Ren said, there's a demo that actually has to actually like, try to be bad for me not to make to make me not want to buy the actual game. Mm-hmm. But um, the demo for I don't know, I don't know, low key series. I don't know if any of you guys heard of it. Uh, Danganronpa. Yes. Yes. The, the third yeah. game. I know everyone bashes on that game, so I just kind of downloaded the demo just to see what it was like, and I actually kind of enjoyed it, so, I mean, it did its job in reeling me in, but... <laughs> well, the game is good. Most, yeah. most of the Tomb Raider games sort of follow under this umbrella. Like, I was not fully interested into those until I actually played the demo, and I'm like, this is freaking cool. You could do backflips and shoot dinosaurs and all that type of shit, so I thought that was like very cool as well as like crash i'm like i'm a big fan of platformers but i'm like i don't know how a 3d platformer would work and then they made that game and i'm like okay this is awesome and of course crash and spyro advertise each other with demos so that was always good yeah it was the same thing for the uh ratchet and clank demos too like i had no idea that insomniac was making like games like that at all and then when i picked them up and played them i was like oh this is a pretty cool series like i never heard of a new time ip during the time that it came out and uh a lot of my friends were raving about it and then i got into it like really late so i figured i'd pick up like a game informer sort of demo disc and see it and try it out and it was really good i can't remember if jack and ratchet have or like crossed for demos like i don't know if they did the same thing as naughty dog and insomniac probably not I feel like they would. The only thing I know is they advertise each other in their full games, which is awesome. Good little Easter egg. So, is everyone finished with this question before we move on to the next one? Yeah, we're done with questions uh, one and I'm three. Good. Yep. <laughs> All right. So, question question one and three. I keep forgetting. We gotta exit those out. So, question two. Uh, how do you feel about the concept of how demos were distributed in the past, either by buying pieces or subscribing to magazines to get a vertical slice of the gameplay? Man, that's a terrible, terrible way to word it. Yeah. It's. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, I mean. That on purpose. God damn it, Red. <laughs> I mean, it's this. Come on, man. You gotta. It's you gotta. Hey, come on. I thought it was funny. <laughs> it's funny. I was come think on. Of a response. I was like, ah. a vertical okay. slice. Come on. <laughs> Put him. Over the punts. Imagine how they had nowadays. Like you get a game demo from a pizza. It's like, hey, if you beat this demo, you get a pizza in the game. <laughs> <laughs> I need every demo I see. I don't know if that would be weird or I'm, I'm because I'm gonna be like, you know what? Just give me an actual pizza and I would be happy. Buy fucking buy fucking bananas and you get a banana gun in fucking RE2. <laughs> they do they did crap like that in DMC5, so I wouldn't be surprised actually. 
Did they really? I never get touched with Yeah, there's a banana like sort of arm cannon that you could use as like a weapon or something. Mega oh. Poker. Yep. It was so dumb. But on the question at hand, uh, how do you guys feel about number two? Uh, I mean, there's something cool about buying a pizza and getting a demo for a game, but at the same time, isn't that like really inconvenient to try a demo? Yeah. yeah. How many people are going to play that game? We're going to be like, oh, got to go buy a pizza now. I'm going to go buy six pizzas. I feel, like it's just, it's, I feel like it's just an advertising like a product of its time. Yeah. yeah it's, this is like, before the internet, so it's kind of the only way they could get it to people. Like, yeah. I can understand magazines, like, people getting demos from magazines, like, the little demo discs, I that's think fine. Game Informer used to do that a lot. They did, yeah. I know Nintendo Power did it before they defuncted. I mean, it's... But it was, it's, like, a long time ago. If they do it, if they had another way to get a demo and not just through the magazine or whatever, sure. Otherwise, it's kind of limited or how many people are actually going to get to play the demo, right? Yeah, uh, for what the demo is like, kind of supposed to do, I, like I, I agree, the magazine is kind of like a pretty solid way to do it. But like having to freaking buy a whole pizza and just hope you get a demo out of it—that's just kind of too convoluted, just for a demo of a game. It's yeah, not so. the first time we've seen something like this because it happened last generation. If people don't remember, there was Uncharted Three, and the only way to get into the Uncharted Three multiplayer beta at the time during when this was happening was uh, buying like some Subway stuff. So you had to go to Subway in order to get like a beta code. I know it's oh. strange thinking about it now, but it actually happened last generation. Yeah, they, they also had like yeah. advertisements with fucking Drake going, "Oh hey, I can't wait to try the Subway sandwich." I know. I, I kind of missed those like, commercials. Those were you funny. Got, you got a big cult following behind Uncharted too, so I'm pretty sure it was easier to do that too. Yeah, yeah, it's just big product placement. It's like, I understand what the companies are doing. And, you know, it, it kind of does go hand in hand at times. But it is ridiculous when you think about it. It's like Americans, fast food, product placement. That's what they're going off of. Now it's like Taco Bell. You can win this Xbox One. Okay, now that's when it gets to the point where it's like you have to buy Xbox shampoo or Doritos to get Call of Duty codes. It's like, why? <laughs> why would you do this? Or pizza rolls. That's a or, you know, the Red Bull on the new. You don't right. want these Xbox PJs? <laughs> <laughs> Those are real, by the way. You don't no, want the onesie? Put the yes. Xbox symbol on the side of it? I'll find them as we're going. No, I, I would <laughs> no, I'd rather buy the Pokeball bra that someone made. Oh, oh my god. god. Wait. That, that is a thing? Wait. This is getting too X-rated in the bedroom. Hold on here. <laughs> that, there's a controller, like, the, the bikini bottoms, too. There's, like, an Xbox controller. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I had to find it. What, the bikini bottom Xbox controller? No, this abomination <laughs> that came out. Oh, oh god. god. Why? Well, what is that? that? Is thing. Xbox One, like, they're, like, onesies. They even have socks too. Why? I'm going. I'm going to show. I'm going to show this on stream. Let me screen capture real quick. I, I have to do this. I forgot when this must have came out like two years ago. I swear we went on a whole thing about it. <laughs> There's the Xbox it One. So, is this like a special giveaway? There's only one. No, is this something they actually sold? Yes, they, you could oh, buy this. I'm buying this. 100%. I'm not. I was like, it's it's so 110%. funny bad. I, I, I mean, well, actually, I don't. 
I know. Who actually wears this? That good uh, question. Phil Spencer. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't I be surprised. Phil Spencer strikes me more as of a PlayStation guy. I, I mean, it would, it, no, it would make oh, it would make more sense to me if it was like a a hoodie and some pants, but yeah, it's a it's a onesie. They're all together. Yeah, it's got pockets, no, I, man. That's why it looks I would laugh. I would laugh so hard. If Reggie Fizeme actually wears the Xbox pajamas. <laughs> If they tell you, Phil Spencer, he's like, oh, I work for Xbox, but we all know he likes PlayStation too much. Yeah, it's like, I work for Xbox, but they did a great job on this PS4 game. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, this I'm I'm getting I'm getting to get someone this for Christmas just to see their reaction. <laughs> what have I done? Yeah, like I can't imagine that they would have a like an, a negative result from that, like. How many people would buy the game after trying the demo versus how many people will not buy the game because of the demo? Isn't that uh, like the most backwards way? Yeah, yeah. yeah that doesn't really make sense. That's also that's like pirating. You're never yeah. guaranteed a sale though. Like just because they pirated the game doesn't mean they were originally going to buy it to begin with. Yeah, yeah then you get people that even though they grinlit the demo, it's like they're not gonna be surprised with the results. I put it like this, if you if you are the type of person that you want to uh, have your consumers buy your game and you know your game is good and if you're confident, then there's no problem there. It's like, okay, you already hooked the person regardless if they enjoyed the demo. Uh, but to say, well, uh, we're scared of backlash and people won't like our games, to me that just says that you made a bad game. And yeah, and and you're not doing like the proper means of advertising it or showing that it's actually good. Also, yeah. isn't that kind of superfluous? Because so the game comes out one way or another, people are going to hear if it's good or not anyway. Like, what's the point? Exactly. It? Like a lot of people wait for the first reviews to come out before buying the game anyway. Yeah, there's just no. You can't hide it. It's either it's gonna be good or it's gonna be bad, and they're gonna find out now or later. Yeah, so you can actually. Yeah, you can actually use use the demo to get the people like hooked into the game. Like, what if you make the demo so that they can play the thirty minutes of the game, like the first thirty minutes of the game, and then they have to buy the game if they want to keep playing? Or if you're smart like Square Enix with Dragon Quest Eleven, that's what they did. First mm -hmm. three hours, hey, after three hours, oh, you better buy our game. Yep. Or here's a crazy idea: use feedback from the demo to fix the game. I don't know, crazy idea. Ah, oh, uh, it's foreign concept, foreign concept. Man, yeah. that cherish, cherish the thought. Perish. Perish. Yeah, that could be that could be early feedback for the game. Have a better like grasp on that because it's like you don't even have to time it. You're just like, all right, cool. Stick in this one section. Do what you want. Just go on with it. Someone made the argument that oh well, you know, open world games they cannot release demos due to the world being so big. But you have yeah, limited time. There's been, there's been trials <laughs> that just lock you out from other areas. Yeah, yeah. yeah, invisible walls. You know, come on, it's not a foreign concept. Yeah. Like Except imagine for FF. Uh, what is it? FF fifteen, where people got out of the walls. Oh um, yeah. Yeah, but that's just exploiting the game at that point, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it wasn't exploit, like... but still funny. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you can patch that, so. You could. I think they did actually. They did patch that later. Yeah, like just imagine, like I don't know, a Breath of the Wild demo, which doesn't let you get out of the of the Great Plateau or something like that. And the Great Plateau is big enough to where you can just sit around and run around until the game comes out. 
Yeah. And it's also um, the fact that if you're exploiting, you know, you might run into areas that are unfinished. So you might fall through some walls or some floors, you know, it's a demo. So uh, the explorers, they have to expect stuff like this. Although they could also potentially spoil the game if they find things, you know. Oh, that leads. Oh, that just happened. Like fifteen had that happen as well. That leads into the next question. So, uh, how do you feel about the uh, concept of developers not putting out demos because of data mining, which is also something that leads to spoilers? I thought that was mainly a PC issue. I think. I think so. I'm I'm not 100% certain if someone data mined something on consoles and they found something because never underestimate how far people will go to data mine demos no matter where it is, but I mean it but, does uh, spoilers really that big a deal? It to and some, to, yeah. I I would develop, I would say to developers and the publishers, yeah. I they notice they kind of get really pissed off. And it's like, if, if there's a big game that I'm looking forward to and someone's talking about, like, data mine spoilers, I'm going to be, like, just ticked off about it. Actually, uh, yeah, Square got super mad about um, Kingdom Hearts 3. They did it to the point where they, they like, they had to patch in the ending cutscene to the game later. Yeah. But I, I will say uh, it is more of a problem on PC, hence why you really don't see a lot of PC data mine uh no, you don't see like a lot of PC demos come out because of data mining. Yeah, in PC you make you get most mostly like early access stuff, right? It's just I think it's easier to do. So I'm not disputing yeah, you, that it can't happen everywhere. Files, but... so it's kind of yeah. Yeah, so it's yeah, easier yeah, to do there. I understand why they don't do it. Consoles, I don't get why you'd hide it. It's not. It's also a lot harder to hack into consoles now than it used to be. I think a lot of things like DLC wise too, when they push out DLC, they already have it in the game, so they're like, oh crap, well our DLC is going to be exposed if we do it. Yeah, people can read it, so. Oh yeah. They're usually like a notepad or some, some file like that, you can just read them and like figure it out. I, I will play uh, Devil's Advocate slightly because there has been some data mine announcements that were occurring on certain games that I was looking forward to that I bought already that actually did make me want to buy the DLC even more due to the characters they talked about or the content that they were going to release. So sometimes it can be good news. What game in particular? I'm trying to think. Um, I know it was one recently that they just talked about, like, like, like the RE2 sort of a uh, DLC that they're referring to. Uh, if they come out with like a DLC campaign or something, I would totally buy it because I I want more content for that game since I did enjoy it. It would be the same if they did the same for like uh, DMC. Remember all the uh, supposed DLC rumors and all that shit, and everyone wants to play with Virgil. Yep. Yeah, if they did that, then that, they would have my money. So sometimes it can be a good thing. Other times when they spoil the entire experience, it can be like, eh, kind of wish that was secret. I mean, can't you, like, avoid spoilers? Like, uh, it happens a lot with, like, series, like, TV series or Netflix series. People are spoiling it all over the time. You can just kind of avoid them once you get used to it. I think with, like, social media, it's kind of hard, too. Yeah, like, that... Twitter. That's what I was going to say. Like, sometimes if someone finds something out, it's going to be trending. It's like, oh, my God, here we go. So it's going to be the first thing you see. Unless you, like, just totally go dark. That's always an option, too. 
yeah, but that sucks going like a month or two before the game comes out or like TV show, whatever it is, and you're like, oh, well, I can't use any social media now. Yeah, that That's sucks. Fair. So, anyone uh, have any questions on this before we continue? Um, I will say, oh, you, you want to go? No, I actually got nothing. Uh, I will say, I mean, it's a totally legitimate like fear of the data data mining, but. I mean, nowadays, if it's not data mined, you're also running the risk of things being leaked, which is still yeah. very much a possibility. So, like, nothing is 100% guaranteed to be safe to locked in a box until the release date. And for what a demo is supposed to do, like, hook people in or, like, be the deciding factor whether or not people buy a game or not, I feel like, like, releasing a demo, even with the risk of being data mined, is still... A, I, I, I could be wrong about this, but I feel like it's still a smart business move. I agree with that. And isn't there a way that they could just release the demo without like reducing the amount of information that could be potentially data mined from it? I'm I'm just like assuming that the best thing they can do is try to conceal code which i'm not a game developer so i don't know how easy or hard this is to do but that is one of the things they can do like just simply you know put in a bunch of words or phrases filter them out and make sure it doesn't lead to anything revealing but i just have a feeling that the way coders work they're gonna find something anyway that might seem a bit interesting so that's why we don't see it often on pc yeah, or that makes me actually remember, I think it was a demo for God of War 3. The demo makes you start like if it was the start of the game. But once you actually play the game, it's a completely different start. So you only got to play with the mechanics you're going to have on the third game. But nothing to do with the story at all. It's completely like it's unique, separate level. Someone mentioned in the chat that uh, this kind of happened with Borderlands 3 as well. So can't imagine you can data mine much from that if it's it's unique separate thing mm. you know it's quite interesting that we're on this subject because the data mining leak the leak for extra content also happened to borderlands 3 and i recently got the game as a gift from my sibling and i'm like yeah this is a thing that sort of happens all the time so i don't know what people could expect i haven't really delved into borderlands 3 just yet but it does sort of take away the element of surprise that a developer may be setting up for you in terms of future content i actually bought that game recently too and i heard about the, dim the dlc yeah so yeah uh if you don't want to look into data mines avoid twitter yeah pretty much Basically. Or just avoid, just avoid the internet. Go outside. Yeah, actually, people on Facebook are getting a little bit better at not spoiling stuff in general. Well, time to make a Facebook account. <laughs> like, like I've seen, like when Infinity War came out, there were like a lot of posts that were like spoilers without context, and they were like just like random images that you didn't get what the fuck was going on unless you saw the movie. All right, so this part did not come up in the live stream. It was muted, but we were talking about moving and shifting to 
question number six. Uh, we already finished question four and five. So what are some notable demo discs or games that you play via demo that you would recommend to people if they were morbidly curious? And I believe my answer was, you know, a lot of the old PS1 demos, a lot of the old PlayStation 1 classics because they had a lot more bang for your buck. So a lot of morbid curiosity comes from the fact that a lot of PlayStation 1 classics had a lot to offer. Uh, like I said, you can go into Pizza Hut, you can go into Game Informer, you can buy these sort of discs at the time and you can have a lot of fun with it. And I do believe that a lot of ISOs exist if I haven't said it already, a lot of ISOs exist so you can play these demos and experience that content. That was just the golden age for me. Like, if you're morbidly curious, I would say check on some of the Castlevania PS2 games because that's how I got into Lament of Innocence by playing those sort of demos, by playing those sort of ventures and getting into it a lot. And also, they had some cool trailers too. I guess if there's one PS1 demo that got me interested into a game that I could recommend it would be the Toba series because look at it this way you got to play as this pink haired Cro-Magnon caveman that liked to bash people over the head and it was a cool platformer at the time and it was so colorful and vibrant and it's something that I would recommend people that are interested into platformers to pick up an experience for themselves especially if you're into like retro platformers during the time and I was also interested in the Crash Bandicoot game as well because I'm like how in the ever loving name of holy Nostradamus fuck will they be able to do a 3D platform and they pulled that off beautifully it was beautiful they completely like changed my mind on that aspect and i really gotta commend naughty dog for making the crash bandicoot series i really enjoyed that too also they also had trailers on them too for other games like resident evil had one on i think it was volume 8 and parasite eve and they they had them on there i was always confused as a kid i'm like these are just videos why can't i play them yeah, that's one that's one thing that made me curious. Like, uh that's how I found out about like RE2 is they put the video on one of the sampler discs and I was like, "Oh shit, that's fucking cool." So I can go ahead and watch this and when I watched it, I got introduced into it. It was a cool concept. So, that's another thing too. Like, you could find out how trailers were on those demo discs that would entice you to also buy those games or get other demo discs to play them like i think metal gear solid had a trailer on one of them and then they had a playable build on another so it sort Volume of eight, baby yep so it's sort Good of so it's sort of like incentivize you to uh play those games if you're interested in them you got like a sneak peek and then you could play like playable demos on them i think they also advertise what the hell was it playstation underground or whatever that was uh, I yeah. don't even remember that. I think that was Sony's own brand of uh, distributing I'll, out demos. Yeah. I think, because I remember they advertised as like, I think it was just PlayStation like paraphernalia. Just a lot of clothing or articles or anything related to PlayStation. Yeah, mm. the magazine. Yeah. Pretty sure, because they, like they had like a dancing sweater with nobody in it, and it just had the logo on it. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and as I said, like, most of these demos are, like, ISOs now, which is what Kaneki told me. So if you're, like, curious to go ahead and download those, then you can find them, like, on the internet easy. Yeah, yep. I remember playing over and over. I never got the actual game because I couldn't find it. 
but on uh, volume 10 of the PlayStation demos, there was a game with Jet Li as the main protagonist. Uh, you're talking about Jet Li's Rise to Honor? That's probably it. I wouldn't be able to recall the name, really. Let me, let it, me see if I can find it. It's Jet Li's Bye. Rise to Honor. Yeah. It was on the PS2, and it was... I actually... Fuck! That's one demo I would recommend to people, because I remember yep. playing it, and I actually liked it a lot. Yeah. It was really fun. I remember loving fighting in the kitchen and like you had so many options on how to kill the bad guys like you can drown them put them on the stove hit them with boxes grab a fucking crab and hit them with a crab it was a game it was a game so good that playboy gave it an 88 percent oh yes playboy (laughs) reviewing video games because we're not there for the video games when we pick up those magazines (laughs) yep 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 is it Ratchet and Clank? Uh, one of the Ratchet and Clank games have a hidden demo itself. I think they did. I'm not too. I'm not too sure because there was that thing that James was saying earlier where it was like um, Ratchet and Clank was cross promoted a lot during the time where that and the Jack series was released. So I they were. Be... They both did it. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's basically Crash and Spyro how they advertise each other. Yeah. Yep. So I wouldn't be surprised at the concept of secret demos or I I remember, I think uh, Spyro had them as well, where you can input like secret codes and you can play other games. I I remember specifically Crash Crash 3. um, If you put in a code, you could play Sly 2, right? Or something like that. No, no, no. no. This is this is on PS1. So I think it was Spyro 2. I can't remember. One of them let you play Crash Bash as well. I remember that was a code. Yeah. That's a lost concept. I really wish that would come back. Secret demos where you could play, like, other upcoming releases. Yeah. Yep. That would like be I, cool. I want to say I would Dragon Quest Eight for the PS2. I had, like, Final Fantasy twelve as one of the demo discs inside of the case. Oh, I remember oh. something now. It wasn't a code, but... Uh, what was it? Zone of the Enders 2. I remember the re-release had Metal Gear Rising demo on it. It did. Uh, it's actually on the box. It's somewhere in my closet, but it does say uh, Zone of the Enders HD collection, including the Metal Gear Rising demo. And yeah. it's like a blurb on the box. That sort of leads into the next question about them doing like a previous release. And then they put like an upcoming release of a demo on there. So how do you guys feel about that when developers do stuff like that? When I would say it's one uh, when they put like demos in full retail games, basically. Yeah, it's like oh, yeah, an example is like Zone of the Enders One came with the Metal Gear Solid Two demo disc, and that was one of the reasons why that game was like highly successful was because they had MGS Two bundle as a demo. They wanted the demo, essentially. Yeah, that can be smart. Like yeah. imagine. A company releasing a new IP that they're not sure is gonna do well, they can bundle in a demo of an IP they know people like already. That's actually kind of smart. It's a great way to advertise it too. Yeah, I feel like it only works for like certain genres though, like fighting games. I wouldn't recommend it for. Hmm. It depends. Like Tekken stuff like that, I wouldn't recommend doing it for Tekken. But if it was like, say, like Halo came out and they were like, "Hey, by the way, here's Halo." Six or seven with this Halo Five game. Here you go. 
Yeah, it's because what's going to happen is uh, the game that people are looking forward to the most, uh, while they not only get a full-fledged game with the previous release, they will also get this new demo into a vertical slice of how the new game is going to operate. So that's yeah. why I really like it. So there. what about, so, you know, uh, Elder Scrolls Six is in the making. So what if they did something similar and they re-re-re-re-release Skyrim with a, with a demo for the Elder Scrolls Skyrim, 6. For Skyrim 6. I think yeah. people would just find a way to torrent out the demo and then redistribute it. I think people would be too sick yeah. of buying Skyrim yeah. at this point. Hello, yeah. Todd Howard here. You wanted Elder Scrolls 6? Nope, too bad. <laughs> PS5, Skyrim. Yeah, I... <laughs> you don't know it's going to happen. No you way. know it's going to happen. Take for my brother, Broad Broward here. Broad Broward. <laughs> Dave Howard here. I do think there is a breaking point, like, if if people really want to sort of play these demos or whatever, the breaking point is, I don't really want to play the same game I played like 9,000 different times, no way. I feel like if no. Skyrim was only re-released one time, and then it came with the demo, people wouldn't be mad, but that game's been re-released like eight times. And then he added yeah, people keep buying it. Yeah, cause it's, it's almost as absurd a... as Resident Evil 4. Much as I like RE4, good lord, take a break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's like, you want to play Resident Evil 8? Well, you got to buy Resident Evil 4 on next generation <laughs> consoles. <laughs> no, 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 not 4, not just 4. You got to buy 4, 5, and 6. Uh, well, you know what? I, I didn't mind them porting like 5 and 6 again. Yeah, because... they only had one port. Yeah, because I only had one. <laughs> so five felt, or six. It felt fair. Yeah, Resident Evil 4 is old, eh? Very but, old. Any other questions about this topic before we move on to number 8? Well, we talked about old demos, but what about newer ones? Like, are there any newer demos that you would recommend? Uh, like I, I mentioned one already, which is AI, the Simonium Files. The person that made the Zero Escape series made the game. Ooh. Oh. I'm interested. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, about morbid curiosity. Um, Contra Rogue Core. Oh, for God. those that, for those that are curious about the game, get the demo. And if you want to get the game, go ahead. If you don't, is that a new one? Ahead. Yeah, it's Contra the new Rogue one Core. That's not a Contra game, but it has Contra on it, basically. Mm. <laughs> one of those. I, it's hard for me to think of a new demo to recommend to everyone, considering that most of the demos I enjoy these days are betas or alphas. And what they usually do is after a while, they like to take those off the storefront, which sucks. Uh, but if they still had it, I would say people should try out like Neo 2. It's a lot of stuff they need to fix, but... At least they are keen in taking feedback, which is something that more developers should do often instead of just saying, you know, here's this vertical slice. We're just going to roll with all the problems until launch. And then what happens is at launch, they have a buggy broken game and then they try to patch it later while the game is still out for certain players dealing with these issues. Like Metal yeah. Gear Survive was pretty bad. Like the beta was not good, and then the game released, and it was like, "Well, you pretty much just gave us the beta, with nothing else fixed." Thank you. 
Yeah, and there yeah. are those weird times where it's like sometimes the demos or betas are even better than the main game, which is weird. Oh, you know what? You just reminded me since you brought up Survive. Uh, what is it? Street Fighter Five. Holy shit, that game! It took a bad launch. <laughs> the the game comes out. It's literally the beta. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so everybody's been ripped off. Good to know. I also... don't even have lobbies. I also don't like when uh, they do this, and what happens is the beta winds up having a better sort of a uh, network in terms of like the online capabilities, and then you yeah. fucking play the main game. And it's like, why is the online so trash? Really, that's the same thing with like stress tests. When they do stress tests, and they're like, oh, we're doing this to help out with the servers, and then the game comes out and nobody can get in <laughs> for day one. And they're like, well, we'll just put a stress test. Well the, well, the game sucks. That's why. No uh, it's just they, yeah. they don't account for these launches anymore, and that just drives yeah. me up a wall if it's multiplayer-oriented. You know what? You want, a, you want a good launch? Uh, Devil May Cry 5. Game is amazing. Demo is super awesome. And they get and they let you carry over stuff to the main game, at least a little bit. Yeah. I think you got, like, orbs, yeah. right? They let you keep a certain amount of the red orbs for upgrading. Yeah. Yep. That's Another what... one that is similar to that is Octopath Traveler, which you basically Oh yes. You get Octopath. to play the full game for a little bit and then your progress stays. Never play Octopath. I have to probably check that out. It's on Steam now if you it want is. to get it. Oh, good. So it's just on Switch. Oh, spe speaking of which, another one, Dragon Quest 11 for Switch. Yeah, oh, Dragon Quest yep. Eleven is really good. I'm typing it out all, for all the demos for people. Quest Eleven. Oh, you know, because game. sharing is caring. An old game uh, that's still pretty good for me is oh. Dragon Quest Eight. If you if you do like the game or the Dragon Quest series, or if you want a brilliant game, uh, I recommend a demo for Right to Hell Retribution. No, don't listen to Levy. For whatever you may do, don't do it. It is game a... Is not even listed anymore. You can still get it if you're a physical owner, so it's not out it, of the question. It is a amazing motorcycle game, and it, it's, it beats The Witcher 3 when it comes to romance. For the love of God, don't listen to him. <laughs> if well, I mean, if you're into seeing pixels like dry hump each other, then go ahead and knock yourself out. <laughs> Fully clothed ones too. Oh my <laughs> god! The best ones. All right, I, but I, we kind of touched on number eight a little bit, but I, I'm gonna answer it anyway. So, uh, how do you feel about playtesting for alphas and betas, which might garnish up some feedback for a better game? I'm all uh, for it. Considering oh, how things, yeah, considering how things are going these days with uh, shit being released, yeah, I want to give as much feedback as I can. Yeah, yeah, just tell the developers this part of the game sucks. Improve this part of the game. Don't add this mode in the game. I'm good. Neo is like the shining example of that they took that a lot. Uh, the first game to heart. Yeah, I hope to do the same with the second. I Ooh, really. Yes. Do. As long as they actually listen to the feedback that everyone gives, I have no problem with yeah, any of that. Yeah, I think that's the main problem. They say they are going to test stuff out, wait for feedback, and then fix whatever needs to be fixed. But most of the time, they do their own thing anyway. Yeah. 
Yeah, the ones where it's like, this mode sucks, improve on it, and they don't improve. It's like, well, they've learned their lesson. Sometimes it's superficial. Mm-hmm. Also, I yeah, apologize for the, uh... So I, I think, like, one of the latest games I played is called, uh, Shinobi Striker. And I played the beta for it back in, like, Oh, that Oh, Naruto. Game. Yeah, it's it's a lot better now, but, like, it took them this long to actually listen to feedback the last, like, six months. No, the original it. Ultimate Ninja Storm or nothing. Oh, it's, oof, yeah. Also, I apologize for the ghetto honking outside was my someone, bed. Was someone, was someone telling you to owe them money? No. It was Kojima saying, hey, we did release a demo for Death Stranding. <laughs> if it is, then I feel sorry for what he's doing in the back of the car with GL Keeley and Kojima's like <laughs> the Mormon fetus and the funky fetus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like you'll you'll give me that game of the year award, right? Yes, Mr. Kojima, whatever you say. <laughs> I'm just expecting a scenario where he's on his knees, like Kojima, we're, give me man, the look, award. We, we already I'm know so... what's gonna, we're side dipping, but we already know what's gonna happen. It's gonna be Death Stranding. If it's gonna be anything else, it's gonna be because he thought people would call him out, up calling him right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, there are, even, were not a lot of good games this year, like compared to previous years. Even people that like the game are saying that it is a walking simulator, oh. and the only thing about it is a story. So. I, I like I, that he got defensive that people said that when they, got, their first impressions before the game was out, like people watching it said that. And he's like, oh, no, it's not that. Guys, guys, I have I have a this is like a side question for number eight. What if Death Stranding had alpha and beta and actually had feedback? I have a oh, feeling yeah. that more people would be a lot more like just pissed off. P- pissed I, don't off. I don't think they would like it. It's like people say it's love it or hate it, and that would definitely show more if Death Stranding did indeed have a demo. I think Kojima knew. I mean, that that depends. Okay, so it has a demo. Is the end result still the same game, or is it a different version of the game in which the gameplay is not just walking? I, I think the result would be the same as in people would just buy it and then they would say, oh, well, I, I really like this game. It's amazing. I know it's not for everyone, so there's that. But I think there would just be more of a consensus of people saying, well, I tried it. I didn't like the demo and therefore I'm not buying the full game. So there would be that sort of divide still there. It would just be a lot more vocal. There's not much you can add to that game, really, besides running around like a GPS driver. So, yeah, yeah, it really, it really is. Your hey, welcome to Amazon. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> you can add a super duper duper easy mode to to that because my, bi- <laughs> my big grief with that game is he's coming off Metal Gear, and this is not even close to Metal Gear's quality. It's got graphics, but it it had nothing else going for it, in my opinion. I just kind of uh, wish that uh. To make the game a little bit more interesting, that you could uh, destroy people's packages and throw them off the side of a cliff. I would be. Beat them with the box. Yeah. <laughs> Jump in their game and just kick them. Beat them with their box. It's like here, here's your PS5, sir. I'm sorry, I broke it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that movie with uh, Jim Carrey where he carries his package and just smashes it all over the place. Oh, you're talking about Ace Ventura. Yeah. Or better oh, yet, it's like. But better, it's like, oh hey, here's your new Cyberpunk 2777 along with Final Fantasy 7 remake. What's this? Two copies of Ride Hell Retribution. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, this was yours, Chuck. 
<laughs> you actually ordered this? It's like, no, I want my cyberpunk. Oh, no, sir. It says you ordered two copies of Ride to Hell Retribution. Here you go, sir. It's like, <laughs> fragile package? I'm sorry. Just take this package out, let the rain fall on so, it. it so you want it to be asshole stranding is what it's going to become. <laughs> yes. I would, I would, hey, no, yo, that would be fucking amazing. Like, going up to someone's like, oh, yeah, you ordered this package? Oh, it's mine It's literally now. the you worst feeling you'd have in real life. Hey, here's your so, package. It's a beaten so, piece of so, shit box. It's essentially, Someone it's, essentially, again, please. it's essentially an Amazon delivery person simulator. Do you choose to be the good delivery man or the asshole one? If you choose the asshole route, congratulations, you get this ending of, you're fired. It's the best ending in the game. The best yep. ending's like, fuck this job, I quit. <laughs> Take the package, go home, put it in, play it. Sir, so, that's, not, that's not your PS5. Yes, it is. It has my it name is. on it. It's mine now. <laughs> I own it now. Just takes out a pen and he's writing his name as he's saying that. <laughs> yeah. Or or we take the fucking Death Stranding approach, just piss on. It's like it's mine now. <laughs> Alright, folks, so we gotta move on to the final question, which is this one is a no brainer, obviously, but what are your thoughts on early access games? Uh it's a hit or miss it. for me. <laughs> yeah, hit or miss. Yeah. I think it's good for some smaller developers to be able to show a game that's not quite finished, but to give people a chance to play it and continue to support the game if they want to do so i'm fine with it but i'm not fine with paying for it when it's not yeah. done because that that's a gamble. Yeah. that's like a kickstarter that stuff is a gamble. a gamble a major gamble like there's one game that was actually close to being greenlit by steam but he chose not to do it the guy who developed it chose not to greenlight it because he felt like oh if i greenlight it now for early access it won't be my final product this it won't be the dream i had hmm that game ended up being Stardew Valley, a good game. I love Stardew Valley. Yeah, it's yeah, if he ha good. It's good. Yeah, it's like uh, if I gotta wait, I gotta see the game being finished. It's cool if people want to beta test it. That's fine, but uh, I'm, not. I'm not okay with it at all. But but guys, everyone did have the early access game. It's called Metal Gear Solid Five Ground Zeroes. Oh yeah, I remember <laughs> that. That was. <laughs> I, I it was think a good demo, I won't lie. It's a good demo, but I, I think people get way too comfortable by letting Kojima do certain things. Like, you gotta pay, like, 30 bucks for a demo, essentially. I'm gonna guess that one was Konami. Yeah. That was Just Konami. Naked, yeah, but it, it, people were so comfortable that I have not seen anyone really complain about it when that happened. I was like, wait a minute. Are, are we really, like, supporting this notion, fam, of paying for demos this expensive? I guess it kind of depends on the period, like, the person, too. Like, I played, uh, like, Pearl Abyss makes, like, Black Desert. Mm -hmm. If they make another game make it early access, I had 100% pay 20 bucks for it. But it, it's just so, it's just so weird, because it's like, well, on top of that, you could pay for this, and then we have the full retail release coming out, like, a couple of months later. So, the whole experience is just sort of weird to me. That's why I think, honestly, if you were interested in getting, like, both for, like, MGS5, I think there was a bundle that said uh, you could get Ground Zeroes and Phantom Pain at the same time for cheaper. Yeah, yeah. it was the definitive version. Yup. So, sometimes which, it is better to wait, because you might get better deals that way. Which, guess what? They took off Kojima's name. Oh, they did. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Ooh, that hurt. I didn't know that. 
Yeah, they did because Konami is full of assholes. They tried to redeem themselves with the anniversary collections of Contra and Castlevania, but came out with Contra Rogue Core. <laughs> In my opinion, not a bad game, but overall, a meh experience. So anyone else uh, before we do our outros here? Um, well, I feel like everything has been said. What I was going to say has already been said. <laughs> oh, speaking of early access. If you're lucky like, Dom's out here, that's all you'd be saying. It felt like Ride to Hell was an early access game. <laughs> the first thing, I would t- first thing I would tell Dom is like, oh, we got 30 minutes, lad. You got to hurry up. <laughs> we got, we got- <laughs> yeah, well, speaking of early access, there's only one early access that I have ever like actually paid for. That it's still going on right now. It's uh for a game called Fort Triumph, which oh. I I really like like turn-based combat. This is like a strategy turn-based combat where you can interact with the environment a lot. Like, you can destroy walls. You can and if the wall falls on someone, it deals damage. You can pick up boxes that are around the environment and use them, move them for cover, throw them for damage. Maybe there's stuff inside them. You know that kind of oh, stuff. There was actually one game that was on early access, and apparently. They updated for free, I believe. Oh, God damn it! I pressed the wrong button. But still, it's like, ever heard of Legend of Bumbo? No. Mm-hmm. Hang on. Let me take this. It is essentially a prequel to Binding of Isaac. Oh. And oh, it plays, yeah, it yeah, plays yeah, yeah. so weird, but it was in early access, and recently it became out of early access for fifteen dollars. That was pretty cool. But it's a, from what I've heard, it was a good game, though. But someone's like, yeah, I got it for Early Access. Because Early Access is good. I would just wait, honestly. Like, from what I've learned after spending so much money on video games, I've learned that sometimes it's only a few months from Black Friday if you're at the end of the year. So you might get a better deal on that recently released game if you just wait like a couple of months. Unless it's a game that came out in November, like yeah, if it rec- if it recently came out on that month, it's no way in hell is going on sale. But if it's like two or three months old, you might get that for cheaper because I think COD was like what is it? It came out in October, and for yeah, Black Friday, like it was like bucks. it was like forty bucks. Cool. And I was like, well, I spent sixty dollars on this fucking game, and I could have <laughs> waited. I just bought it because I knew everyone else would play it. Yeah, it's Call of Duty. I buy it every year. I don't regret it because it is ultimately a good game, but it is like it does have that sort of moment in the back of your head where you're like, "Fuck, I could have like saved twenty bucks." Or PSN, PS Plus. Hey, bought this game for fifteen. Hey, it's free. Yeah, like or when you buy a game and then like the next week it's on sale. Yeah, I hate that so much, dude. Well, yeah, play these game demos out here, people. They are they they might lead to some interesting discoveries as you go on and uh, experience those for yourself. So we're gonna do outros right now. So Devil Hunter James, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Dev Hunter James. That's about it. Red Era, where can we find you, buddy? Uh, you can find me on my YouTube channel, like I said before, with the same name, and uh, you can also find me on Twitter, Red underscore Error, and you guys should tune in because I'm still going through that Batman game very slowly, but I'm still going through that. <laughs> Kel, where can we find you, buddy? 
Uh, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Hardcore leveling? Yep. I have a... Actually... Uh, sorry. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube all under the same name, The Legend of Edry. Domain76. You can find me on the YouTube channel Game Domain or on Twitter at Real Game Domain. And Levy the Amish Man. Hang on, I have to finish my beer for this. Uh, right. Twitter, YouTube, <laughs> maybe Twitch, maybe at your local bar drinking bad beer. Uh, but so, mostly, yeah. but, but mostly Twitter and YouTube mostly. All right, so, so. we're advertising liquor now. I got it. <laughs> I'm going full professional. <laughs> so uh, just, good ones just fun. off the table. Just does it have to be bad? Uh, it is when it's room temperature. Uh, Never drink hot beer, man. Come on. Uh, uh, when you, this sponsored is by we're, Corona. We're sponsored by Monster and Norman Reedus. You got to get that Beautiful. one straight. <laughs> and, and, and the dying fetus. And, and Xbox onesies. Oh. And, and, and the people that made Ride to Hell Retribution, a great video game. No, <laughs> no, please. So <laughs> let me outro myself. Uh, you can find me on YouTube at Renegade Operative. You can find me on Twitch, Renegade underscore Operative. You can find me on Twitter at Ren Operative underscore. Uh, I don't know what I'll be doing, to be honest. Like, I have to work on this Sonic Mania review. It's going to be a short little review. I really enjoy that game, so I'm probably going to be working on that in the meantime, as well as this podcast. Uh, I'm trying to think what is the next IS activity. I think we're doing something on something that's not porno related, I promise. Oh, we're talking about Tekken. <laughs> yeah, oh, we're, we're talking about Dead or Alive Extreme 3? Hell we, yeah, we, we already talked about Dead or Alive, girls. <laughs> Where have you been? But uh, we're talking about Tekken uh, next Saturday, and we're probably going to be doing a Soul Calibur 1 tournament. So next weekend, stuff is going to be happening. And then after that is the prestigious Game Awards. So... Uh, Death Stranding will win. So, Game of the year. So get ready for that. Um, get, get ready for all the new reveals, hopefully. Get ready for three hours of G-Off on stage uh, sucking off Kojima. It's going to happen. And uh, then at the oh, end, at oh. the end, Kojima brusses us with the final DLC for Smash Brothers. That'd be funny <laughs> if he did put DLC, put Norman Reedus in that fucking Smash Brothers game. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Porter in smash no Bro, he's gonna put the baby in it <laughs> imagine the what baby the message is, be? imagine the baby is like a weapon like a nunchuck or something be <laughs> no the baby's gonna be an assist trophy he's you know how whenever the they announce a new character it says like this character something popping like, on you know, walking into smash because walking simulator yeah all it is is that no no <laughs> sam porter delivers the pain <laughs> oh my god, you talk about me being corny. Hey, he actually delivers shit. At least mine was clever. Oh, I don't know about that one, fella. No, I mean, we, have, we have Snake in Smash Bros, so why not? Well, Snake sneaks into Smash. Don't put um, don't put Levy in the Smash Brothers. He's just gonna be drunk. He's gonna yeah, walk into the delivery. Levy will hand. churn that butter. <laughs> churn the butter. <laughs> what are we even talking about? I don't know. The, the final Smash DLC. Give us your what, comments. If you get, uh, deliver your comments to see which DLC character you would like to see in Smash. 
It's all rigged, so it's just Death Stranding. Honestly, I want <laughs> Travis Touchdown. Travis Touchdown, nothing, baby. But I, I, I think that's a good way to end it. So for the people that came, hopefully you enjoyed the podcast. Uh, when the next one comes, when we talk about Tekken, look forward to that on Saturday, which is the 7th. We will see you guys next time. This is the IS signing out. Later. I Ride to hell's good. No, don't believe him. Please. <laughs> Liar.